Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people. Welcome into the building. Y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy Ray G. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with me this morning, and for that, I'm very, very appreciative. We've been off for the whole Thanksgiving holiday, man. I had to take some time to reset. Hope all of y'all enjoyed the time off from work, uh, the time with family, friends, and for those of y'all who are parents out there and had to deal with the whole break being sick, I empathize with you. Me, the wife, kids sick, everybody damn sick, traveling in the airport. It was a mess. But y'all are here, and I'm happy for y'all to be here for your first time tapping into the show live, man. We have some, we have a good time. We have a good time in the building. Let me see who we got in here. Shane Joe, good morning to you. What's up, Mike, Roro, Adam in the building, Patrick, Ricardo, Ty, what's up, baby? Joe is in the building. My girl, what's going on, Joe? Rico, what's up, Rico? OBJ got on the police blotter. Sounds like a cowboy to me. Come on, man. It's too early for that shit. Stone, it's too early for that. Get out of here. Know you're feeling good. Big dub by Michigan. We'll get into that in a little bit. Lindsey Mack in the building. Zach Fizzle Dollars. What's going on, man? George, how you doing? Addison. Dynasty Barry, what's up, baby? How you doing, Barry? Let's get it today. David, what's going on? Big win for your Jaguars, man. Yes, from Scotland. Scotland, talking about soccer. I couldn't care any less about the World Cup. I know that's going to piss some of y'all off this morning. That's all right. Y'all know I do that. I could not care any less about the World Cup. I tried. If you enjoy it and that's your thing, that's dope. But I, I have I have no interest. I tried. Zero interest. Don't know who's playing. Don't know where it's at. Nothing. Nothing. All that matters is my Raiders got a dub. My Cowboys got a dub. So I'm feeling good. My USC Trojans doing well. Shout out to the sponsor, Prospects. Use that promo code WAKEUP for 100% deposit match. And y'all know I got that coffee. Jay, you in the building? How you doing this morning, man? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you had a good holiday. But yeah, I had to get my coffee from downstairs. I took my coffee maker and put it downstairs. Um, so I'm like walking up the stairs. I'm, I'm talking the intro in my head. I'm drinking my coffee. Um, they sent me a new bre- a new blend, the Intenso uh, Espresso. It's really, oh, man, really good they, too. They need to send me some new stuff. I got the Brooklyn brand and the uh, the uh, Aroma Espresso joint. So get that Michelle Adoro coffee, Michelle Adoro USA, 15% off. With the promo code wake up, gotta start the day. And for those of y'all who don't think I really be drinking the coffee, you can see the smoke. There's a look, you can see the you can see the coffee ring in there. It's in there, baby. But um, yeah, uh, I want to start today uh talking a little bit about college football, man. And um, we're at that point in the college season where it's a wrap and the rookie draft data in and, and ADP and stuff is gonna be ever more important, especially for those of us in Dynasty. This past weekend, we did see uh, Caleb Williams go ahead and wrap up that Heisman Trophy quarterback from USC. Caleb Williams, incredible performance versus Notre Dame. I I don't I don't want to put lofty comps on players two years away from them stepping foot on an NFL field. But man, you watch him play, you watch him run around, you watch the the velocity, the 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 angles in which he can throw the ball, really, really remind you of a cat out in Kansas City, man. And again, don't want to put those lofty comparisons on Caleb Williams right now, but when you're looking for that elite quarterback, you know, we, we talk about 2023 with Bryce Young, we saw C.J. Stroud and Ohio State lose to Michigan, they got foot put in ass. Michigan actually I'm at 45 to 23 CJ Stroud at 350 yards two touchdowns but just they just got out physical without Blake Quorum Donovan Edwards over 200 yards on the ground shout out to Michigan and the job uh, Jim Harbaugh is doing there two years in a row beating Ohio State but Caleb Williams looks like the guy that we want every dynasty rookie quarterback to be I'm watching Stroud I know there's going to be questions about Bryce Young Will Levis played this weekend this is going to be an interesting draft cycle because 
There's no clear-cut guy outside of B. John Robinson. We can argue back and forth about the wide receivers. Is it Quentin Johnston? Is it Jordan Addison? What happened to JSN? He's got like five catches on the entire season, right? He's been injured. Boutte, I love me some Kayshawn Boutte, and y'all know how we feel about these LSU Tigers, but I look at them and I'm like, Malik Neighbors looks like the best wide receiver on that team. What happened to Boutte? Michael Mayer's a stud at tight end. It's just... This is going to be an interesting cycle. The running backs, you're watching Devon A-Chain carve up LSU, and you're like, man, this dude is definitely a top five cat in this class. And then you're like, he's five foot nine, 185 pounds. How can you draft a running back for the NFL at that size? It is going to be a wild ride for the 23 draft cycle, the 23 draft process. But I promise y'all, we got you covered. We're running mocks. Every single week, we're going to have the most accurate ADP. We're going to have the most, at least, data-intensive ADP service out there. We're not running a mock or two and then pushing that and peddling that as ADP. We are running mock drafts weekly, multiple rookie mocks. So get in, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Jay, anything that you want to say about the college football this weekend? I don't know if you got a chance to watch any. That's all I did this past weekend. Looks like the playoffs are set pretty much with Georgia. Even if they lose, they're going to make it to the college football playoff. Michigan is probably in there regardless. TCU is the only one. I don't know if they would bump a two-loss Alabama over a one-loss Big 12 team, but seems like the college football committee wants to get Alabama in there some way, somehow. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun ride, this college football playoff. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me that is most annoying, and Ray, I didn't really know this because I don't follow college closely as you do, but... Alabama, right, because they lost to LSU and their conference conference record is the same as LSU. They're not in the playoff in the uh, SC championship game, despite having a better record than LSU, which is just weird to me. I think they probably should be in the SC championship game. That way they can play Georgia, obviously work their way into the playoff. I think you're wrong, though. I think TCU is going to be in, man. They're going to win the big the Big 12 title. Well, I didn't say that they weren't. Like, I, didn't, I did not say that they weren't. I said I don't know what the committee yeah. would do because they're trying to force Alabama in the college football playoffs. So what I said was they should be, but I don't know what the committee would do. So I don't know if I was right or wrong. I'm just stating what I think the committee is trying to do. Are you worried at all about Utah? No. I think Utah could give USC a bit of a game. But, but, I mean, USC should be in. As long as they win, they're going to be in. TCU will be in. And then it's just, you know, who's that fourth team? I don't know, man. It should it should be pretty set at this point with Georgia in and with uh, Michigan probably winning out. So they're going to be undefeated as well. But if Michigan loses in that for some reason in that game, which would be shocking, I mean, I don't know what the hell they do then. That's probably pretty wild. But yeah, I think the biggest surprise has to be CJ Stroud. You know, Michigan, Ohio State's one of the games that you just have to watch every year. And he just looked bad. Like, I don't think there's any other way to put it. And then on top of that, Donovan Edwards literally running the ball with his off hand because his his right hand is broken. And just at the end of that game, he just took over. The offensive line took over. There's nothing Ohio State could do, and it was just embarrassing. I don't know what's going to happen with Ryan Day, but obviously all, all Buckeye fans are calling for his job now. But it's it's clearly Bryce Young and everybody else. If Bryce Young wasn't six foot 165, he would be head and shoulders the QB1. He probably still is a QB1, but with the size concerns, people will have, like you talked about, that there's going to be something on all these quarterbacks. It's CJ Stroud can't handle a blitz. Bryce Young's not tall enough. Will Levis, tools galore, but not production. Yep. And then Hendon Hooker, ACL, like Anthony Richardson, same issue, tools, no production. Everyone's going to have issues. I think, you know, you talked about this a lot. It's Bijan and then whoever else is yeah. next. I think yeah. this is one of those years I lean on draft capital more than ever. I think this is going to be an interesting class because outside of beat like Bijan and Gibbs, those are still, you know, I don't have any rankings compiled yet. Uh, I've got a lot of films, so I've already started the film grade process to get a a head start on that. Um, Grueling, intensive process. I'm kind of switching up to how I do some things this year. But outside of Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs at the running back position, I, I don't know, man. They're just, there's so many running backs in this class, man. There are some good ones. Like, you look through Blake Corm, you've got Devon A. Chain, Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Chase Brown, uh, Tank Bigsby, Zach Evans. There's there's so many that if I don't get Bijan in rookie drafts or Gibbs, probably Bijan and Gibbs, I have no problem kicking back to the second, trading back for a 24 for first round pick. And it's not because I think the class is bad. It's there's so many guys at running back that are going to get shots, right? And I, I just want as many darts as possible to try to hit on these guys. The receiver position is where I, I think 
this class is lacking a little bit. Like, I, I like the guys at the top. There are no Jalen Waddles. There are no Jamar Chases in this class. So I'm okay if somebody has strong conviction on Jackson Smith and Jigba. You could take him. I'll kick back and take Addison, no problem, right? Even past that with the Jalen Hyatts of the world, the Rasheed Rices. I mean, Marvin Mims, a, a forgotten name that's probably going to get top 75 draft capital. Josh Downs, another one of those guys that's going to be a late first or early day two pick. I have no problem moving back and acquiring some of those guys, a la, you know, last year nobody wanted Chris Olave. He was falling to the back of the first, early second. Nobody, you know, people wanted Pickens, but they weren't paying a first-rounder for him. You can get Pickens in the second round and, and so on and so forth. I think there are going to be a lot of opportunities here in 2023 to do the same type of thing, and I'm just excited for this process because I think it's going to be an it, it's going to be an interesting one for a variety of reasons. Uh, trying to figure out who are the top five quarterbacks. I don't know. I can name three guys, oh. four guys, and with Anthony Richardson looking like he's going to declare, I'll say four. Who is QB five? Is it Spencer Rattler? Is it DJU? Is it Bo Nix? Is it Cam Rising? Is it KJ Jefferson? I think all of these things, all of these questions, will have to be answered from the Senior Bowl pro days combines and ultimately the draft capital watch it be tanner mckee that's the fourth quarterback off the board and then you're sitting there thinking what the hell do i do now they draft the damn tanner mckee in the second round so this is going to be a fun process uh more college to come once the nfl wraps up and we get into full-time scouting but we got to get into the nfl because we saw a crazy game last night jordan love came in looked kind of good jordan love looked kind of good to me he looked kind you must not have watched kind, the game. You must kind not have watched of good, the game. Right? Kind you, of you good. Didn't, if you are Bro, looking shocked looked, by seeing he, looked he like did not look good, Josh you didn't watch Allen the game. Out there, man. It was insane. Every you throw. Say? I said every throw. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, what he the looked hell good. am I watching, man? He looked and the good. zip? He looked like, good. I know he had the arm, right? But he, he was throwing good. it. The zip and the accuracy was there. He hit the whole shot. And you're just like. Bro, just it was limited. Guy? He came in, no pressure. We'll see what happens when teams have the game split ah, for him. Care. He looked <laughs> good, Jay. He looked good, but we got to get into some news. Let's go straight facts, baby. The biggest news in the world of sports, covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, Ray. So unfortunately, um, I do have some injury news for us. Our sweet prince, Darnell Mooney, is looking like he's going to be out for the rest of the year with an injury. He hobbled off in that game versus the Jets. Not, I wasn't sure the extent of it. It looked like it was probably a knee injury, but Tom Palacero did report that he's probably going to need surgery on that and will be out for the year. Elijah Mitchell reportedly also has a potential another MCL sprain, which... I mean, at this point, Elijah Mitchell's MCLs are just no good. So he may miss some time. You know, obviously, they're looking at a playoff berth. So how long he's out, we're not too sure. But for the fantasy season, he could be out for the rest of the fantasy year, which means great things for Chris McCaffrey and not so good things if you do have Elijah Mitchell. Michael Carter has a sprained ankle. We don't know if it's a high ankle sprain. There is a possibility that's a high ankle sprain. Obviously, we're going to talk about Bam Knight in a little bit and how he looked in this offense. But the Jets are unsure of the severity right now. He'll get an MRI to confirm that. But if he does have a high ankle sprain, he could be out potentially even through the fantasy playoffs and at least for the first couple rounds. Allen Robinson is going to get foot surgery. He's going to be out for the year. And then Damian Harris had a thigh injury and did not practice yesterday. So I would not expect him to necessarily play against the Bills who play on Thursday Night Football this week. But that's pretty much it. Not a ton. There was a lot of tackles who got hurt. Um... I think not the Dolphins tackle. I know. I think he like tore his peck or something. Oh, there's a lot of tackles he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Teron Armstead. He he uh, he had a bad injury, so he may be out for a little bit. I believe the Jets guard also got hurt. They're not sure the severity of his injury. And then um, a Niners guard actually also hurt himself as well. So there's just a few offensive line injuries. This happens and picks up a lot. But those are kind of the main fantasy implication kind of players. Um, not a ton of guys that we're using a lot, but in that new Jets offense uh, with uh, Mr. White. Well, that could be a bit of a problem if well, let's uh, you don't have a good running Let's just start there, man. Let's just start there with the Jets and uh, their thorough beatdown of the Chicago Bears. What makes this one even more painful for Zach Wilson, as we take a look at Zach Wilson and how he looked all day on Sunday, uh, uh, just he looks like... Uh, I mean, do you see him compared to Anakin? Yeah, he that definitely looks like Anakin Skywalker. There's no doubt about it, man. He is about to go full fucking Darth Vader here real soon. Just dark side incoming for Zach Wilson. But 
this was a get-right game for him. The Bears are terrible, terrible, man. And it's like it's like Christmas where you get in trouble. This happened to me, right? And I went in the closet when I was younger, and I pulled out a Super Nintendo, and I was like, "Hey, mommy, you know, is it who's Super Nintendo in the, is this?" And she's like, "It was yours, but now that you pulled it out, you're not going to get it." In the back of my mind, I was like, "Ah, she's still going to give it to me on Christmas." Nope, didn't get the she Super did? Nintendo. Nope, had to sit that one out. Didn't get it. Uh, I ended up getting it eventually, but it was not Christmas Day. This was Christmas for Zach Wilson. This was the game to go up against the Bears and get it done. And he had to sit on the sideline while the backup quarterback came in and just boom, 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 started the game six for seven uh, because of Mike White. We'll just start with the wide receiver baller of the week. Garrett Wilson is our wide receiver baller of the week. Five receptions, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. This was supposed to be Zach Wilson's yards. These were supposed to be Zach Wilson's touchdowns. These were supposed to be Zach Wilson's completions, but he went out there and put his foot in his mouth and had to sit back and watch Mike White operate this offense efficiently. Garrett Wilson went off. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not Coach Salah. I have no inside information into the Jets, but it'd be hard for me to believe that Zach Wilson is going to get this job back for next week. Maybe, maybe you know, the, the reports were Salah said we still have confidence in him. We want to see him play this year. But they're not going to pull him off of the field after that, man. It was raining, and they just let Mike White throw, 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 throw. And everybody looked good in this offense, Jay. Everybody. I mean, Conklin got involved. Elijah Moore scoring touchdowns. And then you talked about uh, Michael Carter going down with injury. It opened the door for opportunity for North Carolina State undrafted rookie Zonovan Knight to step up, and he looked good. I'm like, damn, this is the guy that I was watching. And I was a big fan of Bam Knight coming out of North Carolina State. He looked a lot better than Michael Carter, I'll tell you that. So hopefully they'll continue to give Bam Knight opportunities. But what are your thoughts on uh, Mike White and the Jets, man? I love it. I love it, man. Mike White carried me uh, in a league that I really needed him to get the job done. 300 yards, three touchdowns, only six incompletions. This is, you know, you talk about it all the time. Backup quarterback is everyone's favorite position in football. And when you get to go against the Chicago Bears defense, it definitely makes your job a lot easier. But you're right, man. You look at some of those highlights and watching that game, it was raining hard. And it wasn't easy to make some of those throws. But Garrett Wilson made it look easy. He got the ball to Elijah Moore, who's been in a coffin basically since week one. And then you talk about Bam Knight, over 100 total yards, uh, 17 touches, looked great. And I have to give credit to Scott Connor here because Scott's doing a roster construction series on Destination Debbie. His pod dropped this morning, and his motto and him and Eric's motto is any running back on a 53, right? Any running back on a 53, you want them on your roster because you just never know what may happen. And you actually picked up Bam Knight against me in our Royal Rumble League, and he had a pretty good week for you in our best ball league. But it just kind of reinforces that idea that now, to your point, he may get some run going forward. Michael Carter may be out. And on the other side, I mean, I don't I don't really know what to say about Trevor Simeon and, the, and that offense. But it's all about the Jets, man. Could the Jets, Ray, I have to ask you this, could the Jets win this division on the back of Mike White no. and all those playmakers who no. are playing well? No, no. I don't think so. I, I don't want to get out ahead of over our skis here. It was the Bears, man. That defense is awful. I, I don't yeah. even I don't I can't recall anything out of outside of a couple of Claypool catches. I think there was a David Montgomery catch and run or a Montgomery plotting run. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't I don't even recall them doing anything offensively at all. Like nothing. So no, I think in a division with Buffalo, this is a tough division. The AFC East is no You joke, want the man. records now? Yeah, so I, got... man, I think they're all what, six and four or better? Yeah, well, the Patriots are six and five. So Dolphins are eight and three. Bills are eight and three. Jets are seven and four, and the Pats are six and five. And the Bills play the Pats Thursday night football this week. So if somehow the Pats beat the Bills, this division gets real interesting. And obviously, the Dolphins would have a stranglehold at that point. But yeah, man, I, I don't think up. they can win it. But this is what happens when you when you play silly games, you win silly prizes. And Zach Wilson won the silliest prize there was because this was a great spot for him to get right. Uh, Mike White, if you don't have him, if he's on waivers, go pick him up. Bam Knight, if he's on waivers, I think he's one of the top priority ads this week. Uh, he could be a cat that could really, you talk about league winners. League winner doesn't necessarily mean great dynasty long-term asset. It's who's going to be yeah. able to get opportunity on a good team and have favorable matchups. I don't know what the Jets schedule looks like down the road, but I know Bam Knight looked really good. So he'd be, I'd be emptying the clip for Bam Knight if he's out there on waivers and leagues for us. So Another takeaway that I had, Jay, this weekend is uh, from a rookie, man. Let's stick with the theme of rookies. And I'll say 
Traylon Burks is showing out. Traylon Burks is playing good football, man. You know, Traylon was a fan favorite of ours, a prospect favorite of ours. He was our wide receiver two, I believe, in the 2020, at least my wide receiver two in the 2023 class coming into the process out of Arkansas. Came into camp. We know the whole story. Matt Kelly put out the perfect tweet uh, for Traylon Burks. It's the roller coaster, right? He's too fat. He got to go get in shape. Got injured. Mike Vrabel pissed off. They traded A.J. Brown. They start to use him, and you start to see the talent of this young man. Now, he did score a fumble recovery touchdown, which don't really care about that outside the fact that he doesn't do that unless he was hustling downfield, right? If he were loafing behind Derrick Henry, he's running, he's sprinting, he was there to recover the fumble on a on a 70-yard Derrick Henry reception. But he's catching the ball over guys downfield, back-to-back weeks over over 60, uh, 69 receiving yards. He had 110 the week before, 70 this past week. Traylon Burks looking looking like he's a good player, man. Like this entire rookie wide receiver class looks really good, right? They look really good. Not then they all don't have great quarterbacks, right? But you talk about uh, Chris Olave looks outstanding. Garrett Wilson looks phenomenal. Traylon Burks starting to come on. And when Marcus Mariota throws the ball, which is not often nor accurate, and he throws it to Drake London, which is not often nor accurate. But he looks good as well. Jamison Williams cleared to practice. Hopefully we get to see him play a little bit. Sky Moore coming along. George Pickens has had moments. This is turning out to be a really good wide receiver class. Again, do we have a Chase? Do we have a Waddle? I don't know. I don't know if we have those guys just yet. But if you drafted any one of the top seven, eight guys, you don't feel bad about that investment. You're like, You're not like, damn. I got a complete slug on my team, a tank. So this is good for the 2023-2022 wide receiver class because outside of that, quarterbacks, we know that was a flop. Tight ends, not much out of the 2022 class. And then we're still trying to figure out, you know, all the running back, all of that outside of Brees Hall and and um, who's the other guy? Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Walker, mainly. Yeah, Damian Pierce, a couple of down weeks. All right, Jay, another takeaway. I want to talk about, uh, well, let's just stay in that game really quickly. Talk about Joe Burrow, man. Bad, bad man. I don't know what his MVP odds are. Probably not high. Not as high as Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. But you talk about Joe Burrow, man. He is uh, he's very good. He's very, very good, Jay. He and T. Higgins, Samaje Pirine, blast from the Oklahoma pass. Pirine out there rumbling like a starting damn running back versus this top Tennessee Titans run defense. Piran said it didn't matter to me. He smashed yesterday. Looked really good. Joe Burrow balled out. Uh, the Bengals are for real. I mean, they are again. It wasn't a fluke. Maybe, maybe they were a year too early making the Super Bowl last year. But this is a damn good football team. He's supposed to have poised to have a solid playoff run this year. Yeah, man. So Burrow is fourteen to one actually, which is crazy because he's actually tied now with Josh Allen, who obviously was the front runner and the presumed MVP for God knows how long. Mahomes is still the leader in that department at minus one sixty, but Jalen Hurts is, you know, making a push for him. And we talked about Tua as well, but I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Samaj P. Ryan looked like it was back in Oklahoma when he was better than Joe Mixon was, and the starter over Joe Mixon. I kind of kind of talk shit a little bit about Samaj P. Ryan saying he'd never get over his over under of 44 and a half yards, but he smashed, man. 17 carries for Samaj P. Ryan got the job done. They stayed balanced enough to where they were effective down the stretch in the passing game with Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow made the throws he had to make. He started off really shaky, but after that, he was money, especially in the second half, won that game, covered the spread. Uh, really good to see Joe Burrow get that done. Obviously, without Chase, makes his job slightly more difficult, but he showed that whether it's Boyd, Hurst, obviously Higgins had a massive game. He was able to get it done. Uh, just love Joe Burrow, man. It's if you got Joe Burrow, I just I think you got to hold good, him. Man. I don't think I don't, I don't think there's people who have tiered try to tear up to a Herbert, try to tear up to a Lamar, to a Mahomes. Maybe if you get to Mahomes, that's a good move. But Ray, I think the conversation around would you prefer Herbert or Burrow is getting closer, and I think a lot of people why, are why still on the Herbert side. We kind of had this conversation in the Discord a couple of weeks ago, Jay, and everybody keeps saying. Oh, give me Herbert over Burrow because of the ceiling, the ceiling of Herbert. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, what is, like, do we think, is Burrow some game manager? Do we not think he has a ceiling? Have we not seen him throw for four or 500 yards? Do we not look at the weapons that Joe Burrow has and say, oh my God, he's got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and serviceable tight ends. Oh, and he's got two running backs that can catch the ball. what, What are we talking about? Herbert having this mythical ceiling so much higher than than Joe Burrow. Like, honestly, 
I, I'm I'm real real question, chat. What 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 ceiling does Justin Herbert have that Joe Burrow doesn't? You saw it, Jay. I tagged you in that tweet. The Blake Griffin <laughs> of quarterbacks highlights social, from, social the, media quarterback. Let yeah. me tell you social something, media man. Quarterback. If Joe, if Justin Herbert, the the throw that Lamar Jackson threw to Deshaun Jackson, where he launched it from the fifteen all the way down the other side of the field, Deshaun. If that had been Justin Herbert, oh God. I mean, it would have been balled up tissues all over the desk. Just balled up tissues that are dried up because people would have just had fun just going to town on that throw had that been Justin Herbert, right? What ceiling does he have that Joe Burrow doesn't have? I don't think there's any difference, really. Maybe a slightly higher rushing floor, but now that Burrow's running again, it doesn't really make much of a difference. They're kind of the same in that department. I mean, it's it's funny, like Acho threw the social media quarterback thing out there and I hear where he's coming from, but it's still a very harsh criticism of a great player. Right. But I think you're right. I'm not even being critical. I'm not. This is not critical. Justin Herbert. It's critical. Everybody out there that's saying he's got this ceiling that usurps Joe Burrow when Burrow's going out there doing it every week, man, regardless of who he has, regardless of who he's got around him. Right. I just. I'm just trying to understand what this ceiling is that Joe Burrow that that he doesn't have that that Herbert does. I think I think it just comes to, down to volume, right? Is is Burrow going to get the volume that Herbert has potentially? I mean, Burrow still has more passing yards than Justin Herbert does, and Justin Herbert's team has been depleted a little bit, but they are pretty close. They're similar in touchdowns. Burrow second league in touchdowns, third in yards, um, and Herbert is fifth in yards. But I think they're very similar, right? Like I don't think they should be valued much differently. If you want Herbert. You, you know, you think that mythical unicorn and that ceiling that he could have is like that 50 touchdown Mahomes season. Go for it. I mean, I'm I'm still happy to have Burrow with Chase and Higgins and Mixon and all those guys. Like he's gonna be just fine. And I think if anything, when you really think about it, the the weapons for Herbert are sort of declining in the way that, you know, what Burrow has, those guys are all still ascending. Chase still getting better, Higgins still getting better. Uh they're gonna be good for a long time. It just depends on if they retain Higgins and and Chase, we'll see what happens with there with that overall. All right, man. Let's go to the Buccaneers Browns game real quick. And I'll, I'll kind of lump where are we at with Brady, man? Tampa Bay five and six. This division, the entire division, is below five hundred. Bucks are leading the <laughs> NFC South right now. They're going to win it by default, probably. Jay, I, I mean, Rashad White rips off a forty yarder, first damn carry of the game, then does nothing. They just nothing else for the rest of the game for Rashad White. Chris Godwin yeah. went off. Where are we at with Brady, man? He said he's going to keep playing. I highly doubt he's in Tampa next year. I'm not buying it. I think he's. I don't think he came back for this. What are we doing with Brady? Like, I, I want to talk about Brady. I want to talk about Jacoby Brissett because I want to give Jacoby Brissett some credit right now because I know that the Browns right now are four and seven, but they're still in the, they're still in the hunt for a wild card berth and. I look at what Jacoby Brissett's done in the absence of Deshaun Watson, and I think he's probably going to get a shot to land a job somewhere next year, Jay. I'm not saying he's some franchise-changing quarterback. He's going to get a five-year contract. But teams that are looking to bridge in a quarterback, right? Let's just say the Colts decide to—and to, and I don't even know if this is feasible, so don't—I'm just saying. Say they move on from Matt Ryan— they want to draft Anthony Richardson some point in the draft. No, A. Rich isn't ready. And they're like, we'll be bring back Brissett, right, for on a two-year deal. Let him be the bridge quarterback. He's done a really good job for Cleveland, man, of not sinking the ship and making plays as Cleveland beats Tampa Bay this weekend. What do you, what 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 do we do with 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 Brissett? What are you doing with Tom Brady? What's up, man? So let's start with the Bucks and why I'm very upset that Chris Godwin re-signed there because Brady just doesn't look very good. And, and I think to your point, they did abandon the run, and that was not smart on their part. Uh, the Browns have one of the worst run defenses in the league. They should have been running all over them, or at least trying to, to protect Brady, to help out the play-action game, to help out Mike Evans, who only had two catches for 31 yards. Obviously, Chris Godwin had a great game. Rashad White caught, caught nine passes for 45 yards. So for fantasy, he was great. Like, let's not take that away from him, but he didn't right. score, which kind of sucked. And they could have had a lot more on the ground if they committed more to the run. Um, you know, you gave a lot of credit to the Browns, and they were resilient in this one i thought there was no way in hell they would win this game especially coming down the stretch they only had about a minute left they had to drive the whole field and they did that right that was a great drive and then 
Ultimately, the Bucks lost it in overtime because they couldn't convert a play. And uh, Joey Brissett made that massive throw on the great route from Amari Cooper, which basically took them right on the goal line. Nick Chubb ran it in. Game over. I think to your point about Jacoby Brissett, I really wanted to see him in Houston, actually. But I just don't think with them picking so high, they're going to give Jacoby Brissett the reins over their top three draft pick, right? They're going to start their rookie right out the gate. That just makes sense. They're probably going to do that. Outside of that, though, we talked about him going to Baltimore if Baltimore doesn't retain Lamar Jackson, right? And why he that could be a good fit for him. But I think you're right, man. He's been playing very, very well. He, he's been completing a lot of his passes. Yeah. He's been you know doing his best to win games. And while he doesn't win every game, I mean, there's some games where Nick Chubb is completely neutralized and it's on him to win the game, and we don't expect him to necessarily do that. But the Bucs, man, I just I think they're screwed. Like, I don't know what they're going to do if Brady retires. I don't know who they're going to bring in. Maybe they try and bring in Jacoby Brissett, but I don't think he's a difference maker at all. So at that point, you have Rashad while well, you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, all these playmakers that we like in fantasy, but they're going to be on a team that's going nowhere quickly, right? And then in that division, they have a shot every year, so they're going to compete and probably not going to tank and so at that point they're kind of in purgatory. So I'm not really sure where that leaves them overall. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna retire, but I just I don't think he's gonna be with Tampa Bay. I don't think he's gonna retire, but I don't think he's gonna be a buccaneer next year. We'll see how that all plays out, man. But that was a good segue. You talked about Lamar Jackson. So let's segue into that game. The Ravens lose uh 27 to 28 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you watch this game, uh, you, you just can I give you? A, I'll give you one guess. Don't look at the stats. You probably are. Did you already look at the stats? I didn't look at them, but I I did pull them up. Don't look so, at them. Who led Baltimore okay. in receiving yesterday? I would guess Demarcus Robinson, or maybe Josh Oliver because he caught that one touchdown. Robinson said, "I want the." Here go the wide receivers. The leading wide receiver for Baltimore was Deshaun Jackson, two for seventy-four. <laughs> Devin Duvernay, three for twenty-three. Demarcus Robinson, one for seventeen. The leading receiver. Josh Oliver, four for 76 and a touchdown. Andrews, four for 50. You just look at this team and you're like, what? Lamar led the team in rushing, 14 for 89. Gus Bus had 56 yards. But they, they just have no kind of weapons, man. None. You're watching this. When Deshaun Jackson had their most explosive play, Djax, who's been chilling like me. Yeah. Just chilling on the just chilling at home for months, right? Then they bring him in and he's their most it It is... It's rough, but credit to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I want to give big credit because you, you've been talking about your boy, T-Law, for the longest. You have shit, shat, sharded everything all over Trevor I Lawrence. Did. And T-Law, for everything that he's not, man, that's one tough SOB. That dude gets hit, pummeled, battered, beaten, bruised, and he just gets up every play, man, and keeps dealing. And that final drive, we, we had said it. I think it was five or six weeks ago. The drive, I was like, this is the drive that T-Law needed to make, and he threw an interception. Has yeah. another opportunity to drive Jacksonville down the field, minute and a half left, and boom, boom, boom. Beautiful touchdown to Marvin Jones. And because of that, Trevor Lawrence is our quarterback baller of the week, 29 for 37, 321, and three touchdowns. And let me tell you something right now. This ought to be a lesson to everybody out there, Jay, because it wasn't just you, wasn't just wasn't just people in the chat. There were a lot of people who called Trevor Lawrence a bust after last season. He's done. His likely outcome is Derek Carr at best. And I'm just watching this kid battle, just watching this kid battle and do his thing. And I'm like, this is why you got to be patient, man. Not every single rookie is going to come in from day one and light it up. Everyone, I have no idea, Jay, if Kenny Pickett is good or bad. No clue whatsoever. Probably not very good, but I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not about to bury Pickett when we all know the offensive line is absolute shit in Pittsburgh. It's been a mess. Like, I'm not, you, you, I'm just not doing that. There were a lot of savvy, smart analysts who were like, it's done. No shot in hell for Trevor Lawrence. And that drive right there is a confidence-building drive and a huge win for Jacksonville. And Yeah, there's four and seven right now, but, man, next year when they've got their full allotment of talent, right, they probably upgrade the tight end position or potentially another wide receiver. They get Calvin Ridley back. Another year with Christian Kirk. Another year with Travis Etienne. Get offensive line help. This is a scary young team. And Trevor Lawrence, man, he, he played a hell of a game. QBR 75 yesterday. Uh, he outplayed Lamar Jackson. It was it was a close one, but I think he outplayed Lamar Jackson. He's got better weapons. Zay Jones had a monster day, 11 for 145. 
Uh, T-Law did fumble the ball a couple of times, but I'm watching him play, and I'm like, this is this is why teams were like he's the number one overall pick. And, I, and that doesn't mean he's the better fantasy asset over Justin Fields because we know the rushing upside, but this is why he was the number one overall pick. Very impressed with Trevor Lawrence. And this is why last year with Urban Meyer, I was like, I'm just... I'm wiping that away. I've said it. He got a mulligan for last year. Everybody in Jacksonville got a mulligan. Trevor Lawrence balled out yesterday, man. Yeah, I mean, what is there to say? You made the whole case. You talked about the stats, the numbers. Um, The only thing you didn't really mention is he did it entirely from the pocket, and he did it without Travis Etienne, which is important because that's his safety valve. That's the guy he played in college with. They had a ton of success together. But he was great. And uh, you can't take anything away from him. That throw to get Marvin Jones the opportunity to make that great play was a great throw and in the past he has made some mistakes in the red zone so it's good to see him kind of exercise those demons show improvement make the play win the game uh to make a get a win over baltimore is big you know we've been talking about baltimore and their easy schedule down the stretch but uh, with that team it's just it's not looking good it looks like maybe since he could catch them but jacksonville you know they're not playing for a ton maybe they can sneak into the playoffs somehow if they win a ton of games down the stretch but really we're just looking to see lawrence develop improve get better and like you mentioned hopefully improve that offense later on but doug peterson has have him improving week over week he had some shaky weeks in the middle but if he can end strong he would definitely be looking good coming how are you feeling about him now after all of your slander what do you think about t-law now after all that all that trash you talked about him I think you're going to double down on it. You're going to stick with it. I'm not doubling down. I said that he was not worth his cost, and I still stand by that premise because he was drafted too high. But if he's drafted, you know, as a back end QB one, he's probably fairly valued. Do you think he has a chance to become in? Like we 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 talk about this all the time. The Big Seven, right? We have seven quarterbacks that we really want. They're elite. We love them. Do you think he's got a chance to be in that mold, right? Do you think he could kind of be a, a Burrow or a Herbert where throws for a ton of yards and gets a ton of touchdowns? Obviously, he does have some I rushing upside as well, yeah. right? Yeah, with Doug, I think he can. I, I truly do. I, I think, listen, man, uh, he's athletic. He's big. He can make every – what? What? Let me ask this question. What do you think you're getting out of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis – or Anthony Richardson that you don't have in Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to sit back and wait. I want some, I want people, because a lot of people in the chat are still talking about T-Law's not good. What do you think you're getting out of C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis that you don't have in Trevor Lawrence? I'm waiting. I, I'm, I'm going to be waiting with you. I, I don't know. I mean, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is one of the best prospects of all time for a reason. It's not like we're making this up, right? <laughs> like he, right. So what's crazy is for everything T-Law isn't, and it feels like he throws very timely interceptions. He's only thrown six this year, which really isn't that bad with his 16 touchdowns, which is 13th in the NFL. He's 11th in yards. He's middle of the pack, 16th in QBR. So not that bad, right? Middling quarterback. He's had some bad weeks. He fumbles a little bit more than we'd like, but outside of that, I think the metrics look pretty good for Trevor Lawrence. Obviously had some great games, some big wins. He was in a slump for about three games, but Denver, Vegas, and KC is a tough stretch now. Hopefully out of that slump, um, you know, he's, he's, he's playing well, man. It's hard hard not to like him. I don't and know. I know you didn't say this, but I'm fantasy. just I, I know you didn't say this, but I'm just I'm I'm curious what people think they're getting out of CJ Stroud, a rookie, right? That yeah. that you don't have in tra- what 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 is it? What is it? I, I don't know. I, I would. The funny thing is, is that if if he again, it's if he had the size, I think I would prefer Bryce Young. But they are like Me Trevor too. Lawrence is still Me head too. and shoulders above what Bryce Young even is right now because he does have the size and he will run and like all these things for fantasy purposes. I, I still love Bryce Young. the The IQ of him is ridiculously high. Right? I love but Bryce. He needs I love to have, Bryce. He needs to Me have the Bryce tools. Are the same size though, and that's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> and then you have Stroud, me. and he's. Stroud just folds in the big moments, can't handle the Stroud blitz. Is fine, man. Hopefully he gets better, but I, he's not Trevor Lawrence. He's just probably not going to be <laughs> this that. This is in actually a really good comp. It's a really good comp for my boy Jalen Hyatt. This is a very good comp, the off-brand Tyler really? Lockett. I actually like this. I actually like this. This is actually a good okay. one. Um, I'm just saying, man, I think T-Law's a dynasty buy, man. I really do. I, I think he's the type of cat that in year three, we're. I think next year we will see – what he is and what his trajectory is going to be is next Oh, that's year. a good question. David asked question? Dak or T-Law? I don't know. I, I, you know you, I've been well on record saying I don't really want Dak, and Dak looks better than he did in the past, but it's 
It might be T Law. It, it might be. I, I I think that it's a very interesting question because Dak for if me I is to not today, a top like dynasty, like dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. I would take I would take Trevor, man. I would take yeah. Trevor. I, I I think they're about the same right now. I don't know where their ranks are on keep trade cut or a D or whatever. It's probably ADP close, so. man. But they're probably close. I would take Trevor. I, I would I, honestly if. I would take Trevor right now over Dak. I don't care if it's a rebuild or a win now. I think they're probably close to being the same type of guy, man. I love it, man. I think he's a dynasty buy. I think he's a dynasty buy. Let's say let, let's talk about a dynasty set. What 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 do you got? T Law's ahead of him right now at QB eleven. Dak is QB twelve on yeah. keep trade cut. Dak's, Dak's thirty years old, man. Suffered a couple a couple of injuries. Had an injury. Uh, yeah, I take Trevor. Let's talk about somebody you would not take and just keep those QB ranks up. What are we doing with Russell Wilson, Jay? I mean, oh, at God. this point, <laughs> Ray, I'm dude, out. I'm, I'm, Jay, I'm, 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 Jay, no, 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 Jay. I'm not. I'm I'm watching Red Zone, so I'm not really paying attention to what's going on. And I looked up, and it, Carolina was on. It was up twenty three to like three. And I was like, "What? The Panthers? The Darnolds? Bro, what are you doing, Russell Wilson?" He's praying, man. He's praying. He's praying. And it's not I'm helping. Praying too. It's I'm not, praying too. It needs, it needs to go. I don't know. What do you do with Russ, man? 142 passing yards, Jay. No rushing yards. Sutton. I mean, Sutton, Sutton gave you gave you floor. Yeah. What do you do with Russ, it. man? Is is Russ? Cook. Is it Hackett? Is it Russ? I don't I don't want to oh, this is a quarter. Billion dollar quarterback, Jay. They traded first round picks. They traded everything away for for for, for Russell Wilson. They backed up the Brinks truck for for, for a this team. Guy. This division was supposed to be the best division we've ever seen. Broncos are three and eight, Jay. Three and eight. Got the Seahawks sitting right now with the top ten pick from them. Yeah. Top five pick, probably. I think. What do you do with Russ? What do you do with Russ? Hackett's got to get fired at some point, man. Oh, man, Hackett, I don't know if he gets fired, but I there there has to be a fall guy for this situation. It's it's completely unacceptable, it's just in so many ways, and, and it may be entirely Russ's fault. And I think it's funny because every week, Pete Carroll looks like the greatest coach in the history of football. He <laughs> took this guy and made him a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. This guy, right? Like, for everything that we think that – Hackett isn't, and I understand he's a rookie head coach. Maybe his system is bad, but like, man, if you're a Super Bowl winning $250 million quarterback, you got to be better than this. You can't be calling your old team's audibles at the line of scrimmage, right? Like you, you can't do that. And so they're not firing Russ. He's not going anywhere, right? Like that's just no, reality. No, Russ is locked Hackett, in, baby. He's Hackett a starter. could Three get years. fired, probably should get fired, but does that mean a new coach is going to fix this situation? I don't know, man. And and again, if you have Russ, you're holding because it ain't like his value's really yeah, going anywhere, right? You can't sell him, and you just pray that they figure it out, right? Like you just pray they figure it out. But Joe, I just I laugh, right? Because Seattle is just looking so good in this whole situation after botching. I want, Joe, Jamal tell Adams me what trip. you would pay. Uh, a girl, Joe said, uh, Russ buy Russ. What would you pay for him? What what does Russ cost you right now? It, it can't be. Ain't no way you're giving up a. It first. has to be a. It has to be a first, though. Like, if we're just living in reality. I'm not giving you a first for Russ, man. You're not give, would you give a 24 first for Russ? Probably Absolute not. We like 24. Absolutely not. Yeah, we like, we like no. 24. But, so, not. but, I mean, like, are you getting him for two seconds? Maybe. It, but I don't think – I think in reality, right, he's a guy you can't buy because – I would pay two seconds for Russ potentially, but again, I may want the pieces for my Russ. He's given me Jack squat right now. And I don't know if he's going to be better next year. So I think uh, I may just wait till the off season, see what the situation looks like. Maybe it gets worse. Maybe hack gets fired. Maybe they don't bring in a coach. Like maybe the, the pessimism festers for a little bit around Russ. That's the only thing. Like, I just think that you can't assume you're getting him for less than a first, because that's just the going rate for a starting quarterback with a $200 million contract. And I don't think any of us are paying that price. Here, here's the level-headed approach, man. I, I think Russ's confidence is shot, man. And there's something to be – I'm telling you, man, having, having confidence is if – you, if you lack confidence, Jay, whether it's baseball, you talk about – you know, you, you see it all the time with hitters, right, where they just 
They, yeah. they, they have to go sit down for a little bit, right? They pull them out. They got to go drop down to get their confidence back. I don't care if it's the quarterback position. NBA, confidence, you know, can't hit free throws, whatever it is. I think Russ's confidence is shot, man. I, I these guys he, they these guys hear this stuff, man, and they see it. And I know it's easy for us to sit back and say, "You're getting paid a quarter billion dollars. I don't want to hear your damn excuses about not having confidence, right?" But something's not working there, like with Hackett, with Russ, like it's not there. I don't believe he's this bad. I, I don't think that he just forgot how to throw the ball, his forgot talent, how to yeah. go through his progress. I don't not, believe that. No Whether it's the system, the uh, his confidence is shot, and here's the thing. It's not going to fix itself this year. So I'm no. okay in Dynasty for a the right price. Like, I'll tell you right now, I'm not trading a high second-round pick for him. It would literally be if I had a pair of back-end seconds, and I'm like, you can have my Jermaine Burton, and you can have my yeah. Israel Abaconda for Russell Wilson. I would do that, right? Like, I'm trying to be level-headed here, um, but he's, it's not going to fix itself this year. This year, it's a wrap. He's cooked. This year, yeah. nothing. This is the offense they've installed. We got five weeks left in the season. Nothing's going to change. Like, it's going to be shit for the rest of the year. But hopefully they can get in the lab, figure something out for next year. But this year, it's it's no bueno, Jay. It's it's not good. And quickly on the other side of the ball, DJ Moore has life. Uh, Devonta, uh, yeah. Deontay Foreman, another 100-yard game. Good to just see him back. Maybe this is what we can expect from uh, – Cam Akers and James Robinson three years down the line that they'll they'll rehabilitate themselves and become Deontay Foreman. But we ain't going to get out of here, and we're not getting out of here yet without talking about my Las Vegas Raiders, baby. We got a dub. You see, I got the shirt on. When you got dual teams, you can wear the Dallas hat and the Raiders sweatshirt. But my Raiders got it done over the Seahawks in overtime. I felt some type of way about this one because we need a high draft pick. But, Jay... Josh Jacobs, the running back baller of the Dude. week. Wow. Talk about ridiculous. Talk about a man. And let me tell you what's about to happen, man. Jacobs is about to get the bag and be hurt every year, every year bag. of his career after this year. He's gonna get the bag and then he's not gonna play another fool. Josh Jacobs has been incredible this year, Jay. Absolutely nuts, man. Ice the game with an 86-yard touchdown run. He's catching the ball one-handed. How good is J I remember us having this conversation with our boy Scott, and Scott was like, nobody wants Josh Jacobs in Dynasty. Yeah. I want him. You want him now. He's pretty good to me, man. Talk to me about the Raiders. Talk about Jacobs. Devontae Adams, you know, had a bunch of uh, a bunch of targets, seven for 74. Derek Carr looked up and down in this matchup. Kenneth Walker did nothing on the ground. Geno Smith, 300 yards through the air. DK did all right. Uh, 11 catches, 90 yards. Tyler Lockett scored a touchdown. But talk to me about Josh freaking Jacobs. 229 on the ground and then 74 yards through the air. My God, dude scored like 60-something points in leagues that I played him in. Yeah, Josh Jacobs uh, leading the team in rushing, obviously, and receiving. Um, it, it, what what more can be said for a guy who's just peaking at the absolute right time? I'm ready for Bill Belichick to go throw Josh Jacobs a bag, a former Alabama running back coming off a phenomenal season. Bill is probably going to be like, ah, let's go get Josh Jacobs. But in Dynasty, it's interesting because his price is getting up there, man. Like you got to imagine, he's probably a top. 10 running back for I don't sure. know. Is he? And I don't know. I'm going. You keep gotta, talking. I'm going to go look. I'm going to go look. I'm going to go look. So the biggest thing for me with Jacobs, right, isn't that I don't want him. It's what is the cost and, and what's his long-term outlook? And can he be a, like a stud running back in this offense for a long time? That's the only thing I'm unsure about. But otherwise, he's been great. For this season, he's going to be Jay, awesome. What is, wanna, where is he at? Is he top five? Don't tell me he's top five. Bro, not even top 10. Really? Right now, so, no one, so, no, so Scott's right. Scott's right. No one wants him. No one wants Josh Jacobs. He's, he's RB14. He's 24 years old. Here yeah, are some old. running backs ahead of Josh Jacobs. DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Ramondre Stevenson, Derrick Henry, Damian Pierce is still RB9 right now. Yeah. And Kenneth Walker is still RB1 on keep trade cut. What? In what can, world we, is he RB1? But can we talk, talk about Kenneth Walker quickly? I mean, I love ahead. Josh Jacobs. And and so I think the process is 
you kind of wait a little bit because I think when he gets his bag, I may be willing to sell him um, and trade him away for a couple first if I can get that. But again, people forget how young he is. Like he came into the league at 20 and he's been balling ever since. He's been a little bit injured and banged up. But now Josh McDaniels is like, you're our guy, right? And if he, apparently if you're Josh McDaniels' guy, you're going to be a good running back who gets a ton of work. But um, he's he's been really, really good this season. He's no taking away from him. But Kenneth Walker is funny because all you see, Ray, is that one run, right? The 14-yard touchdown run. Oh, he's breaking tackles. And then I actually look at his numbers because I was watching the red zone too. I was kind of in and out of the game a little bit. And I see this guy only had 26 yards on 14 carries. I'm like, so are we getting Michigan State, Kenneth Walker? Or are we getting fucking Wake Forest, sit behind the line, dance around, and then get tackled in the backfield half his plays, Kenneth Walker, because it seems like he is tackled in the backfield or near the line of scrimmage a lot, and it's so frustrating for a player who is really talented. <sighs> Jacobs RB14 at 24, man. Ah, interesting, interesting. And people, people say stop using keep trade cut. What do you want me to use? Uh, uh, ESPN ADP? I mean, this is what the community is saying. Then give the me your dynasty rankings, and we'll use your dynasty rankings. <laughs> nah, I'm not. You got to pay for that shit. Patreon.com forward slash all gas if you want those. Let's go to the Washington Atlanta game as Mariota pissed that game away because he can't throw the ball to anybody. Alameda Zacchaeus, 5 for 91 on eight targets. London, 2 for 29. No Kyle Pitts, so of course the other tight end scores a touchdown. No doubt about it, right? We know that was going to happen. B-Rob, man. Brian Robinson. Big game for B-Rob and his big hat. Did you see the picture of B-Rob and his big hat? Yeah. I got to give me one of them. There's B-Rob and his big hat. It's dope, man. He's got a uh, he's got a homeboy that makes these big hats. Brian Robinson out there trucking folks, catching passes out of the backfield, 100 yards on the ground. He looked good this game versus Atlanta. He looked He looked very good. In this one, uh, Terry McLaurin didn't do much. A lot of people were excited about him. He had four for 48, nothing from Disgusting. McLaurin. And uh, Heineke was ho-hum. Just a, a game of two bad quarterbacks. Yet, Washington is 7-5, and five, Jay. 7-5 and five and right in yep. the playoff hunt in, uh, for a wild card. I mean, all the, the entire NFC East has seven wins. Seven or more <laughs> wins. The entire NFC East. Just freaking AFC East, NFC East, just a monster division. I, I have nothing else to say from this game except Mariota's probably going to be the quarterback next year unless Atlanta like really goes into tank mode for the rest of the year. And then I ask you, if they draft Will Levis, how is that even better than uh, Marcus Mariota? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Pro- just, pro- probably better. Maybe a slightly probably, higher passing probably, ceiling, probably, right? At least Less running the ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah. He'll yeah. give Maybe his Jimmy receivers G. and tight ends a chance. Oh, Maybe we get Jimmy G in Atlanta. Don't say that. Don't, don't say that, Ray. You don't want Jimmy G in Atlanta? I'd, I'd prefer Lamar Jackson. You know, I mean, Lamar, Lamar would be dope too. But all right, <laughs> let's go good. to another terrible game. The Houston Texans uh, tried to make it interesting at the end. They are one and nine, and will be picking number one overall. And I am predicting they take Alabama quarterback Bryce Young number one overall. Okay. I do think Bryce will be drafted ahead of C.J. Stroud. Uh, there is nothing to take away from this side. Besides, did you hear what Brandon Cook said? Did you see the Brandon? Oh Cooks no. Quote? You didn't hear Brent. The reporters asked Brandon Cooks, at what point did you know you guys were outmatched? And Brandon Cooks said, from the moment we stepped on the field, I knew it. And he said, I'm just keeping it real. From the moment we stepped on the field, I knew we were outmatched by Miami. Miami put foot in Houston's ass. They pulled the starters after the third quarter. Tua, 300 passing yards. Ho hum, Tua, another 300 yard game. And he just spread the ball to everybody. Trent Sherfield caught a bunch of passes. Durham Smythe caught a touchdown pass. Tyreek yeah. and Waddle both had 85 yards on the dot. And Miami rolls to 8-3, and three, looking like one of the best teams in the AFC. Jeff Wilson let everybody down. We thought he would just rumble over, over Houston. He has fucking 39 yards rushing in that one. Damian Pierce, everyone's uh, RB9 on the season. 5-8 for eight for Damian Pierce. And... Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to take away from this game, Jay. Well, Ray, you you missed the biggest point here is that while Damian Pierce didn't score, your Dare Agumbawale got in the end zone. So everyone's favorite running back got in the end zone. Damian Pierce stunk it up again. Kyle Allen, not any better than <laughs> Davis Mills because he still threw two picks. And Tua went over his passing yards, and I was devastated. Jeff Wilson stunk against 
the league's worst rushing defense, worst rushing and they defense. just didn't run. Mike McDaniel's does not care about game script. He doesn't care about opposing nope. defensive ranking. Nope. He just says we're going to throw the ball because we like Tua and we want Tua to be good, and that's that's what happened. But the big story here, Ray, and I, and I think it is important to point out: Tua got sacked four times in this game, and every time he got sacked, I was getting a little nervous. Yeah, every time he got this, hit, this. 30 to nothing, and he's still in this game taking hits. I'm like, dude, what Every are you time doing? Every he got get hit, I'm like, did he get up? Did he get up? I'm watching. Did you see it's- the first – I think it was the first sack. This guy's back is like an accordion, bro. He's like all the way back. His I didn't see it, it man. Dude, it was it didn't look good. It, it it did not look good. He's fine now. But yeah, when you're up 30 to nothing at halftime and your and your quarterback is dropping back, taking hits, when he has two concussions this season – I'm like, please don't do that to Tua. Yeah. I want to see him be healthy. But outside of that, yeah, nothing to talk about. Not, Houston stinks. They're, they're just terrible. Yeah, they're but terrible. Jordan Akins, five for 61 in the touchdown. Didn't I know almost, that happened. I almost made him the tight end baller of the week, but I don't know who the hell started Jordan Akins this week. If you started Akins, I give you I give you an air horn sounder. Good job. The tight end baller of the week, because we're not going to talk about Dallas. We got the dub. Was Dalton Schultz. He had two touchdowns, 31 yards on four receptions. Dallas Cowboys got to get one of those guys in there, but Dalton Schultz, tight end baller of the week, definitely helps some people out in a brutal position of tight end. But let's go to LA and the Rams. The, the, the Chargers got it done. They went for two, won the game. Justin Herbert, three touchdowns passing. Keenan Allen made it through the game again. He scored a touchdown. Eckler, yep. 11. Re- Eckler's receiving props, whether it's targets or receptions, just take him every week because he's going to catch a million passes. Didn't know he leads the league in yak as well. Uh, he does nothing on not the ground. Surprised. He's terrible between the tackles. But when you catch 11 for 60, it doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Uh, Austin Eckler, the new and improved James White, or maybe he's just the Austin Eckler. DeAndre Carter, 73 in a touchdown, turning into like – a flex-worthy option every week, DeAndre Carter. Really good. Uh, on the other side of the ball, James Conner rumbled for 120 yards, finally scored a scored a receiving touchdown. It was getting close for that anytime touchdown. Kyler Murray running all over the field, 56 yards and a touchdown for Kyler, almost 200 passing yards as Arizona falls again. And uh, Kyler Murray said we were effed schematically. Uh, him and Cliff <laughs> yeah. Kingsbury, whatever's going on with those two, just Arizona, not very good. And they're not going to make the playoffs. Not very good. Not going to make the playoffs. Nothing more to say about that game. Patrick Mahomes beat the LA Rams in the big takeaway here, Jay. Isaiah Pacheco, 22 carries. They finally found some semblance of a running game. They kept Travis Kelsey in check for the most parts. The Rams, they played all right, but they have no, they had no quarterback. They have no quarterback. They have no running back. They have no wide receivers. Jay, Rams are done, right? This is this was oh, the yeah. final nail in the coffin. A <laughs> Rob on IR. They're talking about Stafford Cup season ending back. injury. Cup season ending. They're what happens to the Rams after this year? Because McVeigh is gone. You know this, right? McVay's well, there's, gone. I mean, I think I think it was actually uh, your your people at the Draft Network wrote an article recently about Stafford potentially retiring, right? And the fears of him retiring. And we've been talking about this, it feels like, for weeks now. That makes perfect sense. Like, McVay's got to go because he doesn't want to be there for a rebuild. Stafford's got to go because he's got no one around him. I don't know what they do with Cooper Cup. Maybe they trade him to try and get some draft capital. I have to imagine someone would be willing to trade a first for Cooper Cup. But maybe not. I don't know. He is a little bit older. But outside of that, they have nobody. Like they have no picks. Um, if they had the if they had their draft pick, right, it would be third overall. The Detroit Lions are going to have a top five draft pick simply because they traded Jared Goff away, or tra- to get or traded for Jared Goff. Like it is mind boggling to see the demise of the Rams. Not because they're bad, but just because like I didn't think they'd be this bad. Yeah, they went no all one in thought they won. That's awesome. But this bad. Damn, man, like that sucks. But I mean, they went well, they all got in a Super Bowl. So who cares? I mean, yeah, they got a Super matter. Bowl out of it, right? They yeah. they went all in. They got a chip. So mission accomplished. But this team is done. I mean, Good honestly, team. Jay, I don't want any Ram in Dynasty. None of them. Outside of Cooper Cup. That's the only one. Cooper Cup is the only one. They need to trade Ramsey. They need to like this is it. Like they have no capital, no youth. Um, and you A-Rod, think Donald 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 retires what too. What a bust of a pick. That, <laughs> that is a – I was all in on A-Rob. I'm like, this dude – I think at one point I was like, they both can have 1,200 receiving 1300 yards. 1,300 yards, yeah, just insane. Just, insane. they're done. They're, the Rams are done. Just done, done, done. No part of them. Uh, Scott Moore getting more involved. Uh, Patrick Mahomes yep. is just great, man. Nine and two. The, the Chiefs are – Ronald Jones, I think? What would you say? Ronald Jones? Hilarious. 
Yeah, yeah Ronald Jones sighting. I mean, he always looks good running the ball, but he just can't hold on to the ball. And everything else that goes into playing running back, he's not very good at. Uh, New Orleans and San Francisco, 13-0. to zero. I, I don't... <laughs> Kamara's been terrible three weeks in a row. Ayuk is good. Dalton, I don't know why he keeps playing. There's really, what do you want to, is there anything to even talk about from this game? Rashid Shahid, baby, second in receiving on the team. He's, he's a good too player, bad, man. Too, uh, not, San Francisco's good. Their defense is very good, yeah. and offensively, they got a lot of weapons. We, we keep talking about how bad A Rob was as a pick. How poor, how poor of a selection was Debo Samuel? At one point, Debo was valued as a top five, top five dynasty wide receiver. I, 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 don't, I don't know what happens to him. During the games, no clue. Where Debo Samuel goes, none whatsoever. It's it's frustrating. George Kittle did he get hurt again? Six. Oh, you're back. You're back. Apparently, I'm back. I don't know oh. what the hell just happened, but yeah, right. he, I think, right. didn't he get hurt again? He was like hurt a little bit. Uh, you know, it, again, the biggest thing here is Jawan Jennings won't go away. He's the new Kendrick Bourne, as far as I'm concerned. He's pretty good. I like Jawan, man, and best of all, I definitely like Jawan Jennings. And then the final game, Jalen Hurts, man, Jalen Hurts, Woo! Jay, your boy, Jalen oh, Hurts, yeah. hundred. 157 rushing yards. My God. I thought they were trying to get him the record. You know, Justin Fields set the record a few weeks ago. 178, oh. most rushing yards in a game by a quarterback. I thought Hurts was going to get it, man. But 150 freaking seven from Jalen Hurts. He didn't have to throw the ball a lot. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown both had four catches. A.J. Brown and Quez Watkins scored a touchdown. It's just when they're operating like this, uh, it's good things happen. Uh, A.J. Dillon led Green Bay in rushing. Where did that come from? 64 yards and a touchdown from A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. Get it. Free Aaron Jones, please. I mean, man, he did he got three for 56 and scored a touchdown. But, man, let him run the ball a little bit more. Uh, Christian Watson, again, man, big and fast, Jay. He's big and fast. Big and fast. Talk about him. Talk about him. Man, that, that ball from uh, – Ray, I'm telling you, man, like we didn't talk about this because I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. But you remember there was reports that Atlanta wanted to trade for Jordan Love and they were denied by the Packers. Yep. But there was talks about them wanting to try and get him. And you talked earlier about confidence. Dude, Jordan Love, like the most confident quarterback I've ever seen run an offense. He go- drops back. Christian Watson right in the slot, runs a slant, hits him right between the hash marks and boom, jets down the sideline, gone. No one could catch him. He, he looked great, and, and I got to give him that credit. He, he looked really good. Um, on the Start Shit Show, we talked about Christian Watson versus Garrett Wilson. Both of them ended up being really good. We, t- we took Garrett Wilson in most cases, but Christian Watson showed out a massive game. Holy crap, man. I did not expect this. It was like 20-20 at half, ended 40-33. to um, We'll see what happens with Rodgers, I guess. Like, let's be honest. Do you want Rodgers to play the rest of the season? Like, if not he was really. hurt for the rest of the year, would you be not that really. mad? I, I kind of want to see Jordan Love. I want to see like, Jordan Love. I want to see yeah. him as a first round. I want to see him. I don't know if he's good or bad. He's been waiting know, for a long right? time. I want to see Jordan Love. Probably not good, but I want to see. He looked good last night. He looked yeah. confident. They talked about how he looked from last preseason to this preseason. Uh, I want to see Jordan Love. I just want to see it. I know what Aaron Rodgers is. Nobody wants him in Dynasty. The value, no one's going to trade for him. Like, I want Jordan Love. I want to see Love. Would you I want to trade know. for him? Would I trade for who? Love? Jordan Love, yeah. Sure. Just based off what you saw yesterday, yeah. like, would you trade a second-round pick for him? Because you're not going to get him for less than that. I'd trade a second for him, yeah. I, if it's a late second or something, and I, yes. and I like, you know, I got a chance, to make, I think I'm willing to see what Has he could Has Matt LaFleur said anything? Have we gotten the Mike Zimmer from Matt LaFleur yet about no, I see him every no, day no. in practice? We don't have we heard any I, I haven't heard any like and there were moments in preseason where like, yo, this Jordan Love, he looks all right, man. Like he he's a young quarterback, man. He's a young quarterback. He had the draft capital. He sat behind Live one of the greatest to ever do it. Give him a shot. At least see what you got in him. I would I would trade some back in second for him just to see. Uh, Miles Sanders had a big game as well. I mean, my God, twenty one for one forty three and and two. Good game by them, man. Good good game by Philadelphia. Ten and one, running away with the NFC East, running away with that number one seed. Uh, yep. The Packers. I mean, ah. Free Aaron Jones. Get Aaron Jones on a team that's just going to feature him and utilize him. Big game from A.J. Dillon. Jay, any other big takeaways from the NFL this week, man? Any other big takeaways from you? 
Not really, no. I just I think I'm I'm so intrigued by what the Jets do. Like Mike White played an awful defense, but man, he just looks good. Like it's it's amazing what a competent, not even good quarterback, but he played very well. What a competent quarterback can do in this offense with the players on that offense, with how good that defense is. Like they could really do some things. Like they won some games in spite of Zach Wilson, and they lost a couple of games because of Zach Wilson as well. Like that Patriots game, they should not have lost. So I'm curious how they play down the stretch and if Mike White is their answer because he just might be. He just might be. And so I'm hoping they can get that together. But Green Bay, please just play Jordan Love for my own sanity. I just I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers. I, he's great. That contract dictates he's going to start, but I just, I'd rather see Jordan Love. I want to see yeah. who he's going to be. Yeah. And I'm curious what happens in the NFC South because they're so bad. And every team is still in it, <laughs> fortunately. Even the Saints are still in that division. We'll see what happens there too. Someone's right, got to make the playoff. All right, appreciate you, man. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all tapping in. I know some of y'all said, oh, the, the thing won't work. I can't fix your damn internet at home. It's working for me and it's working for other people. Hit refresh, close out, log back in. I don't know what to tell you. Or just watch it on replay. But either, neither here nor there. Appreciate y'all tapping in on this Monday, Week 12 recap. Top takeaways. Talk to little college football. We'll be back on Wednesday. Dynasty Trade Show is back. That will be dropping on the channel on Tuesday. So make sure you tap in for the Dynasty Trade Show. And if you want to get in and part of that, get your trades talked about, ripped up, patreon.com forward slash all gas. One more time, get you some of that coffee. Michelle Adoro, USA, 15% off with the promo code Wake Up. Appreciate everybody in the building, man. Stone, Joe, David, Matt, Lindsay, yeah, right. Matt, Leo, not. Rubio, Adam. Got a super chat from Rico yeah, right here before we get out of here. Got the Michigan on his thing. Michelle Adoro Coffee with the Ohio State Tears is the best be breakfast beverage. Yes, Stone, I was saving that for the Michelle Adoro outro. Appreciate y'all being here, man. We love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace. Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich of the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content. And if you want to get in on that action, use the promo code WAKEUP over on PrizePix for a 100% deposit match up to $100 for first-time users. And a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay Rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on Mojo. It's all gas, all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.